Welcome to the podcast for Zion Stone United Church of Christ, located in the Lehigh Valley of Pennsylvania. I'm Pastor Mike Landsman, and these podcasts are taken from my weekly Sunday morning sermons. We pray that they will bless you, and we would love for you to come visit us and make our church home, hopefully, become your church home. Here's what we have for today. Have you ever spent time, a lot of time, with a person that you loved? Yeah, well, yeah, duh, right, Mike? You're saying, well, what kind of question is that? Of course, maybe at the beginning stages of a burgeoning relationship, you spend time together, you talk on the phone, you know, maybe you're talking on the phone, and then your significant other's talking on their phone, and you both, you hang up first, no, you hang up first, and then you both fall asleep, and then you wake up and your phone bill's like a million dollars, because you did that every night for like months and months. You back, well, that was back in the day, right, when they charged you minutes for your cell phone. Or maybe you spent a lot of time going out to dinner, you know, and then sometimes after spending time with someone you love or maybe after spending a day at a spa getting your skin scrubbed, you may hear someone say to you, you look like you're glowing. I think of this, there's a, a picture from my wedding that we have, you know, we have a... a I don't know what that's called. It's like a multi-frame, right? There's a ton, there's a bunch of different frames, but they're all in one. A collage, yeah, thank you, a collage frame. I'm not very arty, as you can tell. There's a collage frame. My wife, she's the arty one. And there's a picture of me that the photographer got right as she was about to walk down the aisle. And this look on my face is one of sort of like pure joy. And whenever I look at that picture, I always look at that picture and I say, well, besides look at that handsome devil, I always say to myself, that was an amazing day. Look at that glow on my face. Not because of how good or bad I looked like in that picture, but um, she was able, able to capture through that photograph a moment of pure joy. And in that moment of joy, my life was changed. So in the Exodus story, we read... We heard read, Moses comes down from the mountain. He was at the top of the mountain, and he has this encounter with Yahweh, the God of his fathers. He was given the commandments, which were to form the backbone to what would come later, the Torah, the law of God, which shaped the life of the children of Israel. When we know the story, right? Moses goes up the mountain, and then when he comes back down, the people are worshiping the golden calf. He gets angry. He, ta- he does what people who struggle with their temper do. He takes the tablets, and he throws them down, and they shatter, and some bad stuff happens. They're carousing, and then once everything dies down, God calls him back up to the mountain. I'm sure there's a lesson there. And Moses goes back up the mountain, which is what we just heard read, and he's there for 40 days, 40 nights. And then when he comes down from the mountain, something amazing has happened. Exodus 34, 29 says, When Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of the testimony in his hand, as he came down from the mountain, he did not know the skin of his face shone because he had been talking with God. It's so interesting that he doesn't notice that. Like, how could he, right? It's not like there were mirrors up there. It's not like he went up there and set up mirrors. Then he went up and had an encounter with God, then looked at himself in in the mirror, or set up video cameras, right, to kind of try to capture it. He spent so much time up there in God's presence that when he came down, his face was literally shining, right? Reflecting to the children of Israel the uncreated light of God. 
Now, if you were following Moses and seeing the miracles that God had already done for them, how would you react to that? Well, probably the same way Aaron and the people reacted here. It says they, they saw him and they saw the skin of his face shining and they were afraid to come near him. They were afraid to come near him. It's so fascinating that their initial response, but their ongoing response also wasn't joy or awe. It wasn't, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. Tell us about it. They knew he went up the mountain. They knew he was spending time in God's presence. They saw him coming down. His face was shining. You would think they would all gather around him and be like, wow, that's amazing. Tell us what it was like with God up on the mountain. No, they were afraid. They were full of fear. They were scared. Because to them, it was completely alien, right? Moses, they ask him to veil his face. And he has to veil his face because they're so frightened. They're so scared. To put it in modern day terms, they just can't even. And as a result, the glory of God shared with Moses is masked. Because when confronted with it, they respond in fear. But in spite of that, they still draw near as best they can. We, can't, we, shouldn't look too, we shouldn't look down on them too much. They still draw near as best they can. And Moses shares with them what God had shared with him. Now in the Luke passage, we see very clear ties, right? If you sit there listening, you're paying attention to the gospel reading and to the reading from Exodus, there's some very clear ties to what happens in the Moses story. Jesus doesn't go up, up alone. Unlike Moses, he brings Peter, James, and John. And as he prays, it says that he is transfigured. His face is altered. His clothes turn a dazzling white. And when something is dazzling, it means it's hard to look at because the light is so sharp. Like having a flashlight shone in your eye, like if you're, if you're one of the kids for the kids' sermon. Or maybe another example is a fresh winter snowfall. How many of you have ever, after the snow has fallen, have gone outside and seen it sparkling because maybe the sun is out, and your first instinct is to look at that sparkling? I've done it, which is probably why I'm wearing glasses, right? You don't do that. The sun reflected on the snow is so dazzling that in certain, some certain circumstances, it could blind you. That's what it means to be dazzling. Moses, who's in the earlier story appears with Elijah, and they speak to Jesus. And what's interesting, I think, about this story is that Moses, who's merely a human being, he goes up to the mountain and he encounters God. But Jesus, unlike Moses, is a man, but he's also God. He is the God-man. And the light that shines from Moses is reflected light, but the glory shining from the face of Christ is a glimpse to the disciples and to all who will follow the fullness of his deity united with his human nature. Now, Peter, James, and John, they wake up in time to see this, right? And they're stunned. Moses and Elijah talking to Jesus about, in Greek here, the word is exodus from Jerusalem, not just departure, but is actually is exodon, exodus. Confronted by this stunning sight, which may not have been lost on them, they would have heard the story of Moses, most likely. They would have known the story of Moses going up in the mountain and Moses' face, face shining. They would have known this. Peter, politely waiting until the two men leave, they speak. Lord, let us build three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. And I think he thinks he understands what he has just witnessed. But the text says, not knowing what he said. 
But even though he didn't know what he said, I think his impulse is right here. The desire to set up sites for worship where three obvious holy people were standing. But he still doesn't quite get it, right? And so the cloud descends just like on Sinai. The cloud comes. And he hears the voice, right? The voice of the Father rings out. And like the children of Israel, it says they were afraid. But then the cloud lifts and they're alone once again with Jesus on the mountain. What's interesting that Moses and Elijah, right, they're incredibly important to the story of Israel. They are mere pointers of the one who will fulfill what the Old Testament was pointing to. Moses reflects the light, but Jesus is the light. Jesus, he is the light. And so most of us, we're not going to have an experience with God on the mountaintop like Peter, James, and John did, right? Some of us may go to the top of a mountain and, and we may pray, which is a good thing to do. But we're not going to come down from the mountain necessarily with shining faces and, and, and freak out our friends and family. But imagine that, though. Imagine that if that did happen, though. St. Paul, reflecting on those stories, he notes that the heart of the Israelites were hearted when they saw Moses' face shining. They wanted him to put on the veil, but Christ has removed the veil. And in Christ, it's the only way that the veil over their hearts and over the reading of the Old Covenant will ever be removed. So when we look at these stories, we see two things happening here. In them and in us. We see, when we encounter the light of Christ, we see fear and hardening our hearts, right? So the first thing here is, do not be afraid. We hear this all over the Bible. This shows up time and time again. Do not be afraid. Why? Because, brothers and sisters, fear keeps us from turning and gazing into the face of Christ. Fear of what would happen should we finally allow ourselves to encounter God. Because an encounter with God brings responsibility for that encounter, right? We cannot encounter the divine. We cannot encounter the Holy One and remain the same. And then we cannot harden our hearts. Hardening our hearts is an indication of the refusal to listen. Sometimes we refuse to listen because we don't want the light of Christ to illuminate the darkness of our hearts. Because sometimes it's safer for us. It's easier for us to remain in the dark. Because once we encounter the light of Christ, we are changed. We are transformed. And then that means, brothers and sisters, that it requires, we don't like to hear this, but it requires something of us. So it's easier to shut our eyes. It's easier to turn our heads. It's easier to be afraid. It's easier to harden our hearts and refuse to listen because when the light of Christ illuminates our hearts, it shows us things that we are uncomfortable with. It shows us things about ourselves that God is trying to deal with. There is a counselor that I knew, a pastoral counselor, and he used to say this all the time. He says, and I, it's still, I think, pretty, pretty profound, but he said this. He says, God reveals to deal to heal. God reveals to deal to heal. And when the light of Christ reveals something in us that God wants us to deal with, when we do begin that process, what results from that is healing. But it's easier to shut our eyes, to turn our eyes from the light, and to harden our hearts. Because we don't want that responsibility. It's safer and easier to remain in the dark. 
And brothers and sisters, this is the reaction others have as well. When the light of Christ that shines through you hits them. Right now, I'm not saying that light is literally going to, you know, you're going to open your mouth and light's going to come out or shoot out of your fingers or something like that, like, a, like in a movie, right? But the light of Christ is visible when you share the good news with your friends and family. When you tell other people who Christ is, what Christ has done for you, how Christ has brought you from the kingdom of darkness into the light, right? As you tell that, as you share that, that is the light of Christ shining through you. When you love your neighbor as yourself, when you do good, like we talked about last week, to those who do not do good to you, that is the light of Christ shining through you. And when that hits other people, it's going to cause the same reaction that you might have to the light of Christ. Fear and refusal to listen. But brothers and sisters, some people will listen. For some people, they will receive the light. They will want more of the light. And the light of Christ, the goodness and the love and the kindness and mercy of God shining through you will grab their hearts and bring them in. And brothers and sisters, our faces, like St. Paul says, are unveiled, right? He said that we are beholding with unveiled faces the glory of the Lord. And as we do this, we are being transformed into that same image from one degree of glory to another. And brothers and sisters, to some extent, we have with unveiled faces seen that glory. We are going to come before the Lord's table and receive of that glory today. And even though we can't physically see it with our physical eyes, the glory of Christ is shining inside of all of us. And it's changing us if we cooperate with that grace. And one day, brothers and sisters, that light, the light of Christ in us, will burn so hot and shine so bright that it will burn us away until we are completely transformed. And this is the resurrection, right? The resurrection of the body, when we will finally be made fully alive, where the life of Christ that has been given to us finally bursts forth in all of its fullness and in all of its glory. And so to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who is transfigured on the mountain, showing us who he is and what he desires for us, be all glory together with his Father who is from everlasting and his all holy good and life-giving spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening to the podcast for Zion Stone United Church of Christ. If these sermons have been a blessing to you, I ask that you take a few minutes and help us if you could. We've recently begun fundraising efforts for some repairs that our building really, really needs. If you could, go to our Facebook page, Zion Stone United Church of Christ, or our website, zionstoneucc.com. You'll see a link to a fundraising page we've set up at GoFundMe, which I'll include in the description of this episode and all episodes moving forward. GoFundMe.com slash UCC. If you could help us out, we would greatly appreciate it. Also, please keep us in prayer as we go through this fundraising process. You can also, please, if you have some time, rate us on iTunes, and you can also find this podcast on Spotify as well. Thank you so much for listening, and God bless you.